All right, welcome back. This is now take four <laughs> of this episode. I'm losing patience. Um, round one, I sounded too tired, according to my mom. Round two, the dogs were barking their living heads off. And round three, my mom didn't like it. So we're on round four. Um, here we go. Episode seven. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hard to believe that it is the seventh episode. It literally feels like yesterday that we moved you home from college. So to even think that we are seven weeks beyond that, which that isn't even true because mm -hmm. we didn't start the podcast for mm -hmm. several weeks after you came home. But yeah, yeah, that is so crazy. Summer is just absolutely flying by. Yeah. I keep thinking that we're going to get like past something and then it's going to slow down. But I just think that yeah. <laughs> the craziness is just our life right now. Yeah. The, you know, and I have to remind myself cause I think about it in kind of a chaotic way. And when I think about it that way, I find it less enjoyable. I find mm -hmm. myself like kind of looking to the future and being like, okay, I can calm down when this is over. And it's like, do I really want it to be over? I don't right. want it to be over. So why am I thinking like that? Yeah. Like every bit of the chaos has actually been planned. Like we know it's coming. We actually put ourselves in those positions this weekend. Right. We're going to, um, country jam, which is a country music festival that we look forward to. Yeah. in Eau Claire Gracie's college hometown. Mm -hmm. Um, and we look forward to that every single year. And it's yeah. like, why am I thinking about coming home on Sunday? Like I need to be thinking and anticipating all of the fun that we're going to have. Right. Hence the reason we plan it every single year. So, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. All of my, not all of them, but a group of my friends from Eau Claire, some of them still live there. So I'll be staying with them while my parents are staying in the camper. Um, and just, I'm just so excited to just be able to spend time in Eau Claire even. Um, but with them, with my family yeah. at Country Jam, yeah. it's going to be so fun. So. Yeah, and the weather looks perfect. Yeah, it does actually, which is not typical for country music festivals. I feel like we always catch, they always land on a rainy weekend. And so yeah. it's always fun, but it'll be nice to have good weather for this one. Yeah, it's fun, but it's dirty. Yeah, And no we kidding. have uh, somebody coming to house sit and stay with the dogs, mm -hmm. a friend of ours who, bless her heart. <laughs> good luck, Jess. <laughs> good luck. Um, no, she will, like her mom just told me, if there's anybody that's up for the challenge, it's her. So yeah. um, she'll actually probably enjoy it. Yeah, um, so. And last weekend was, last week actually, was Panaprague, our mm -hmm. Lakeville festival. Lakeville, I have no idea what the population of Lakeville is now, but when we first moved here, Too big. 20 some odd years ago, it was like 40,000. It's probably four times that now I would guess, I it's, but yeah, it's, um, I do think that we have been one of Minnesota's fastest growing cities for probably at least the I last five years. Um, there's just so much, <laughs> progress. Yeah. Um, a panorama of progress to be right. <laughs> exact. Yeah. That's the name of our festivals, panorama of progress or Panaprog. Yeah. And, um, it's absolutely worth celebrating. I had the opportunity to judge the Miss Lakeville pageant mm -hmm. and that was super fun. But I would say my takeaway, uh, from that pageant was how cool it is that these 
competitors, these young girls who are competing for the crown or the title, um, they have so much pride in their town. And yeah. I, I just walked away from that in so much awe and kind of looking through a different lens on this city and how much it really has given to us. It's afforded us as a family, um, is something to be so grateful for. And it's so mm -hmm. easy to lose sight of that. And so yeah, we have volunteered for years, um, through the lions organization, uh, and volunteered our time during Panaprog. And I really never looked at it through the lens of how much pride I have in this town. And so this year was especially meaningful to me and, uh, and really fun, you know, but I was mm -hmm. actually being intentional about looking at the things about our town that I love. And so it was a really fun weekend. It's always a little on the exhausting side because the days are long, um, but. And we had a big work week, yes. Last we had week, a big work, so. yeah, we, yeah, layer on top of that, yeah. a big work week. But I do wanna say one of the things, when I say the days are long in regards to the volunteering, they are nothing in comparison to what some of the people, how some of the people volunteer their time. Like they are, mm -hmm. the hours that they volunteer are, is just so, extraordinary mm -hmm. um and i just cannot when i think about how much work they put into this on behalf of making this an amazing experience for all the attendees i look at what we do in such a you know it's just it's minuscule in comparison so mm -hmm. i'm just in awe of these people especially the lions especially <laughs> i'll just shout out paul jacobus like he is phenomenal at planning all of this mm -hmm. and then being amongst the army and leading this army of, of volunteers. It's just right. extraordinary. So yeah. anyways, on top of Panaprog, we had a busy work week. Yeah. And then we had some of my friends were in town. So yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an exciting, but long week, I would say. And we're doing it again this week. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So the title of this episode is Becoming Failures, which I think is kind of ironic when you uh, look at the sequence of episodes because last weekend or last week was Becoming Confident. And um, yeah, I look at failing in a much different way than I used to. Um, I really do believe that everything I have um, from material things to ideas to aspirations are literally created on a pile or through or thanks to a lot of the fails that I've had. Mm -hmm. um, it, they only come to be, the ideas that I have only come to be because I failed. Um, so I actually have learned to be very appreciative of it. I will also say that doesn't make it hurt any <laughs> less when it happens because yeah. um, I feel like if there was ever a week that that proved to me life is 50-50, you know, 50% wanted feelings and 50% unwanted feelings, last week was the week. Um, yeah, but I think that it, as ironic as it is, it also kind of goes really perfectly with what we were talking about in our last episode because... Yeah, you can't 
you can't hit those big goals without failing. And so while the week is not anything like we planned it to be or wished it would be, we learned a, so much from it. And I feel like um, it was a good testament. I mean, at yeah. least so it let's was not all right beat around the bush. Let's just tell people like some of the fails. Yeah. So, well, let's start with the launch. So we had a big um, masterclass last Friday and we had spent a lot of time building building it up. Um, we had some, we had a lot of referrals, which was awesome. I think that's just a testament of how awesome our clients are um, and what they believe about our company. And so that was awesome, but we also threw just an absurd amount of money away at paid ads and Facebook ads to be specific. Yeah, Facebook ads and got zero return. Not one, not one single person um, converted from paid ads. And so that was painful. Um, and I think what compounds the pain is that this that's not the first time that that has happened. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I can really contribute any client to Facebook ads, which is yeah a little on the pathetic side when you look at the overall <laughs> spend, probably over the course of the last five years. Um, How much went into this launch? Money ads, money wise. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think over two thousand dollars. Yeah. So two thousand dollars worth of paid <laughs> ads over the course of I don't know ten days maybe. Yeah, maybe um, a little more. The return was zero. Yeah. So that hurt. <laughs> that was tough. That was Gracie's we, paycheck. No, just kidding. Yeah, we we were really excited about this launch and like we're super optimistic that this time the ads were gonna work and we were gonna get all these new people looking at us and excited for this masterclass and that's just not what happened. Yeah. So um, I think what did we take away from it though? Yeah. Uh, from a marketing perspective, I have been outsourcing paying um, for expert help um, in that arena. And mm -hmm. it became very clear to me. And I have been doing this for quite some time, yeah. like years. Um, it's been different um, vendors, but this last vendor has been with us since October mm -hmm. and there has not been a return on the investment. I haven't learned a lot. It's been a lot of busy work. Um, yeah. Which honestly I can't afford. I just don't have the extra time to be kind of jumping through these flaming hoops that they Disposable often, income. often put in front of me. And, but I've been operating from this belief that they know what they're doing and I don't. And what I learned through this experience is I do know what to do. I do know what's best. When I hire somebody to create an ad for me and they show me the ad and I immediately don't like it or they build out a web page for me and I immediately don't like it, it's because the expert is me. I'm the one who knows the brand, knows the right. culture, knows our clients, knows what I like better than anybody. And yet I'm the one outsourcing it, right. believing that there is some other expert out there that's gonna do a better job. And right. so it took me coming to that realization, like having to learn that lesson and feel that pain over and over and over to finally be like, hold on, 
what's actually happening here? Yeah. So I, we actually kind of pivoted from utilizing using this this vendor and we are doing it ourselves, which mm -hmm. that affords us a lot of learning opportunity. Yeah, I mean, just the amounts that we learned from um, trying to outsource, we learned a lot from that, but obviously we're gonna learn so much more doing it ourselves. Like these are things that we haven't even tried to do ourselves. And so I think one, it's a good challenge to see what we're actually capable of. Um, but two, I think that it is going to move us cl so much closer to our goals just because it's different when it's us with, it's our company. So we know how we want this to go. We know exactly what we want the messaging lo to look like. We know exactly what we want the website to look like. And so, yes, it's going to take a lot more work on our end, but at the, the end of the day, the return on it is going to be something that we wanted. Yeah. And that we're expecting. Yeah. Bottom line, we are the experts. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is more of an expert than us when it comes to the business mm -hmm. and the messaging that we want out there from mm -hmm. a marketing standpoint. So that was the big learn. Yeah. And I think that we were talking about it in our coaching call earlier today. Um, something about goals. Uh, a good thought that's helped and served me is that like I'm capable and I do have the tools. I think that that's something that gets like when things get overwhelming or if it's something you've never done before, like these big goals that we're trying to hit, it it is it's easy to say like, "Oh, I don't know how to do that," which I don't, but I'm very capable of learning mm -hmm. and um we do have the tools yeah. to learn it. And so yeah. I think that that's something that's really good to for me, at least, that's been serving me really well in this um, learning process is yeah. like, I am very capable of learning this and I do have the tools. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but if you have, you, sh you need to really look at your thoughts about goals because mm -hmm. I know a good majority of my life, I, if I had a goal, my thought was the reason why it's a goal is because there's some sort of like insufficiency, inadequacy, mm -hmm. I'm broken, I need to be fixed. The only reason why I had a goal was because of that, because I was broken or inept in some category. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Like that literally was my belief about yeah. any goal that the only reason why I have it is because I'm insufficient and holy moly, then I'm actually operating, trying to achieve a goal from that feeling. I'm trying to be motivate, motivated from insufficiency. Right. Huh. Like yeah. it took me years to realize that is no way to achieve a goal, yeah. to go after a goal. And so now I go after goals from a belief that this is going to create new like problem solving skills. This is, I'm actually everything, nothing has gone wrong. This is a opportunity for me to prove to myself what I'm actually capable of. Mm -hmm. exactly. Like those are the thoughts that have absolutely changed my life and, yeah. and changed the way I create things for myself. So I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but 
Um, that's the way I used to live my life. If Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably very relatable. I'm sure that that's... Because it, it's just, again, it's so easy to get caught up in, like, if you didn't achieve your goal, like, that failure status is so easy to get wrapped up in. And it's like, once you switch your mindset on that, like, no, failing is good. Like, failing is a part of the process and failing is actually where you're going to learn the most. Yeah. And so I think that... <laughs> as painful as that um, that launch was, because we didn't convert the amount of people we planned to, we learned so much Yeah. just about that launch. And yeah. so- And failing often hurts, you guys. There's pain often associated mm -hmm. with the fail. And that too is like by design. Yeah. So if you know that, if you know that everything you create in your life is kind of built from the fails, then it would stand to reason that you have to be expecting pain. So don't let pain mean that something has gone wrong. Right. Like be willing to accept it. Again, expect it, like accept it and expect it. Um, because something else that I used to do is anytime I felt sad or angry or hurt, I would layer on, I would compound that unwanted feeling with judgment that right. I shouldn't be feeling that, or I am really broken. I'm broken beyond broken. Mm -hmm. Like I would make so much meaning from just feeling bad. And now again, I'm willing to feel it all. And, and that's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, Last week, multiple times, I'm like, owie, 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 owie. Yeah. Like, I literally walked around. It was rough. Yeah, going, oh, God, this hurts. Yeah. This hurts. And I've yeah. even told Gracie, like, somebody would say something. I'm like, ouch, damn, that hurts. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, but that's reality. It does hurt. It does hurt. It's like when I say you got to be willing to feel the uncomfortable feelings, like, it's uncomfortable. It really does hurt. Yeah. Um, but I just accepting that relieves me of that pain mm -hmm. because I'm not having the pain and then judging myself for it. It's yeah, exactly. having the pain and accepting it, which kind of dissolves, I guess, is a, I don't know a better way of saying it, but it, it lessens the intensity of that pain mm -hmm. when you're just accepting of it. It's supposed to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll just give a couple more examples. So you gave the launch example. Um, big we, fat fail number two. <laughs> big fat fail number two, which I think there's probably five. But uh, two would have been um, the actual masterclass. Oh, yeah. Right? It, yeah, I would say that's... Um, I, you know, it was an hour long. We were kind of moving along through it. I was actually feeling really good mm -hmm. through it. And, um, you know, I kept it on time. I felt like I was connecting with people. Yeah. I felt like from, for the amount of people who signed up and the amount of people that actually attended live, that was amazing. So yeah. I'm glad that I was feeling good during it. Like yeah. I was operating from really good thoughts. And the minute that thing stopped, it was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. there weren't 
there wasn't any feedback. I usually get like immediate feedback. And yeah. then after I started looking for the feedback, like I asked Gracie, how'd you think it went? I asked Rhonda, who is my, a former business partner. I asked mm -hmm. her how it went. Both of them gave me feedback that I was not expecting. Like I was not expecting to hear it literally yeah. like blindsided me, but it was, they were spot on. They were a hundred percent accurate. And I just had kind of lost sight. And so yeah. I, I'll just be really honest. I would say that was the biggest, that was the biggest takeaway was we just lost sight of what exactly we were trying to do with the masterclass. Um, yeah. I think so. That... Probably the ratio of a, a teaching moment or a lesson or value, value. to sales, the, the yeah. ratio was off, the balance was off. Yeah. And I think it's easy to um, hear the feedback that, like, one of the feedback things was that we had too much sales in the masterclass. And I think for us, our intent behind that was because we just know the value of our programs and we're really excited about it. And so it was like really easy for us to like be excited about it and want to talk about it in this masterclass and like, be like, you're, like, why aren't you signing up? Like, this is amazing. Like, we're so excited for you. Um, but <laughs> that's definitely not the way to do it. And, and that wasn't the way it was received or no. interpreted. And so I found myself kind of going back and yeah. helping people understand what my intention was. Yeah. Um, I do tell people what it is that we offer in conjunction with teaching them yeah. something because I do know that people want ongoing support. Yeah. Like they don't believe they can do it themselves. And so I want to let them know what it is that we offer mm -hmm. because it is ongoing support. But, yeah. but the lesson there is that is not necessary when somebody's no. coming for, you know, wanting to learn how to navigate the relationship with their estranged daughter they don't want to be sold to. Right. And I lost sight of that. Yeah. So yeah, big fat fail number two. Yeah, that was a big, big learning opportunity because it's just going to set up our next one so much better. And like the value that um, we're going to bring to that next masterclass is going to be like 10x what we just did. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely a learning Okay, big fat fail number three. Yeah, this one. I would say this was the biggest fail out Only of them because all. I think you're taking more of the <laughs> heat on it. Um, yeah, this was not good. So coming off of that launch, we were feeling pretty defeated. And so I pretty much like sat down in the chair and was like, all right, what? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to get more people to see us? Where where can we be um, attracting more people? Um, the sales aspect, especially, um, and like lead generation, that's kind of what I was looking for. And I was on YouTube, like just like really feeling motivated and watching these videos. And then boom, an ad popped up and it was like everything I needed wrapped up into a bow and it was super shiny and nice. And, um, this company was offering literally everything. <laughs> I was like, this is what we need. Um, they were offering the lead gens and the sales portion and marketing and strategy and and a lot of it was done for you so yeah it wasn't a lot of it even, was done for you it wasn't even teaching you how to do this it was like yeah. done for you and when you're in that desperation type 
you know, mode. Yeah. Done for you sounds really good. Yeah. Okay, go on. So the ad popped up. I clicked on it, of course. And then the first page was like getting our information or getting my information. I filled it out. And like within minutes, so like the next page was to sign up for a consult call. Within minutes, like before I could even look at like my schedule, they called me. And so I was like, huh, wow. Like <laughs> they're on top of their shit. <laughs> like, um, and they set up a meeting with me like right off the bat. And um, the meeting was for the following day. And so then I was like, wow. I really made some strides today. Like I have a meeting tomorrow with this um, company, this company gonna that's going to literally solve all of our problems. And um, so we got on that that meeting and it sounded pretty good. Like he was like, "Yeah, like you, honestly, like we can really help you guys. You sound perfect for what we're offering." Um, they got onto our you web- They got onto our website with. Well, us. that was after, but oh. yes, that. This, it was a consult call to send us to another call with um, an executive <laughs> consultor. Yeah, an, account, um, an account executive, yeah. Yeah, and so that was set up for the following day. And I was like, Mom, like, we got this meeting. Like, they're about to help us with literally everything we need. Um, and, and they want to give us like a full hour of their time um, to help us just like look over everything um, and tell us exactly where they can help us. So we got on that call um, and this guy like was just, he honestly, it was really helpful. Like Mm -hmm. what we took away from that call was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were really excited about it. Um, We did spend what, hour and a half Mm. on the call? At least, yeah. Yeah, at least. and so then, this guy was like really like giving and, it to us. Yeah, and then Buzzkill walks through the door, <laughs> yeah. aka my husband. Yeah, so my dad walks in and we are just like jazzed. We're like, whoa, we have it figured out. Like this we, company, yeah. we this just company. found the best resource. Which he's rolling his eyes. He's yeah. like, really? Yeah, because how, how many times we've done this before, where we buy a nice shiny package for all done for you type of thing and instead of trying to learn it ourselves and so yeah my dad just was not buying it um and he was like okay like fine i'll play with i'll play into it like what's the name of the company i'm gonna go like do some research well and he even said it i'm gonna take 10 minutes yeah he made sure to say what's the name of the company i'm gonna take 10 minutes and i'll go do some research i'll be right back and i'm like having lots of thoughts about that but. yeah so the name of the company is scale 13 slash air ai just so everybody knows um and so we're just sitting there like waiting for him to come back so that we can pull the trigger on this deal um and call this guy back and be like yep we want you um and he comes back into the living room and he's like so that took me 10 minutes to find literally nothing on this company they're a complete sham complete Scam. yeah frauds like um he it's a fake company they are a shell of a website they have a shell of a website um this guy like have you even tried to look him up the guy that we just spent an hour and a half on the phone with have you even tried to look up him his credentials um see anything on him (laughs) well no we haven't got there yet dad (laughs) we're just looking we just got off the call with him 
So no, we haven't got there yet. Um, and then we start looking him up, ghost, nowhere to be found, can't find him on any social medias. We can't even find the company. No website on this company, no social media, like literally nothing. They, he like was being, I mean, after the fact, we were able to look back at the conversation and be like, oh yeah, that was a red flag. Like he wasn't giving us like names of people. He was really good at name dropping in regards yeah. to like all of the people and, and obviously name dropping big like well he's name dropping the people that you were watching on youtube right (laughs) (laughs) they got it figured out (laughs) yeah so they're really good at marketing but they ultimately they're a scam so they've got you on the front end they put the hard hard sell on you to sign up right then before you even have a chance to do any research on them yeah so it was like the same with the call like they called me before i could even look at their schedule then they set up a call with us like for a Sunday, which should have been a red flag anyways, like who sets up a call on a Sunday? Um, But it was just like, boom, boom, boom. We didn't even have, we probably should have known better to like look at it before we actually got on the calls. But it was just, they were moving so quick that we were like, sweet. And we had come off the launch. So we were just exhausted anyways and just wanted yeah yeah and we just wanted like they probably knew that too they probably researched us yeah it was anyways big fat fail number three we learned a lot from it yeah so we basically he called we called him back after my dad came in the living room and was like no he is like a complete fraud like this whole thing the whole setup they even created testimonials this was like kind of the scary part about it is they through AI probably created these fake testimonials of with the CEO, supposedly CEO of this company, yeah. talking with their supposed testimonials um, of the work that they've done. And so it was like these two testimonials that they sent us and like they looked super legit, like these people, like they had real stories and everything. And then once, then once my dad came in the living room, we we're like, but there's testimonials. Like there's other people that have signed up for this. He's like, have you looked them up? So we looked them up and like the one lady that is like this going towards million dollar company doesn't even have a website. Like <laughs> she's a fraud and all of these things. And we're just like, oh, we just spent our entire day, literally our entire day. Cause we had to watch a training ahead of the call on this company that they sent us and then the hour and a half call and then and then to find out they were a fraud so then we were like frantically looking them up trying to figure out like where this is even coming from so we spent like the entire day just on this scale 13 yeah. fake company yeah. and so yeah that was that was a big big fat fail of, yeah. <laughs> of a day but yeah. also we definitely learned, like... Again, that we do not need to be outsourcing no. our own expertise. Nobody knows any better. Like, um, and it's so easy to lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. And when you do lose sight of that, when you believe that somebody else is a better expert at your own business, your own life, you know, whatever. You'll your, get scammed out of $15,000. Your goals. <laughs> yeah, you will be, like... Your primitive brain is telling you you're not the expert. Yeah. And you will be behaving in such a way where you'll be putting a lot of faith into other people. You will be 
completely blinded to all of those red flags, you know? So we learned a lot. Um, Yeah. And I think another thing to say is like, it's not to say that you can never like get help on things or outsource, but I think the biggest thing that we've learned is we haven't even tried to do it on our own. Like we just chalked it up to, this is not our area of expertise, so we can't do it. And I think that that is like, the biggest learning um, opportunity for us is that, no, we absolutely can learn how to do these things. We just haven't tried. And for the if we get to a point where we need some extra help, then we can outsource and look for experts to help us, to yeah. show us the way, not to have it done for us right. or well, buy the shiny packages. I've always known that I am an easy sale. Like I yeah. actually like to be sold to. Yeah. My phone's probably going to start ringing with all these. Yeah. She <laughs> is literally you. consumerism at its finest. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I think part of it is because I used to operate from this like insufficient, inadequate, you know, not, I never have enough. So more, 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 more. Mm -hmm. That's one reason why I was very easy to be sold to. Um, I would say, um, secondly, I also, instead of looking at what it is that I need, instead of assessing, like, what are the gaps and what is it that I actually need that's going to get me closer to what it is that I want and buying that, Mm-hmm. I get very distracted by kind of all of these shiny objects and I lose sight of, do I even need it? Like, right. and I tend to buy it. So you, you go and look in my closet and I have all these things that I don't wear, but they look great on somebody else. And it's like, if I would have assessed whether I actually needed it and it would look good on my body, would, you know, I do less of that now. I just bought a rebounder, which my whole family <laughs> is laughing at me. Um, which a rebounder is just like this mini trampoline trampoline. Um, per my aunt's recommendation. Yes. And I know I'm going to love it. Um, I wanted it either here in my office or somewhere where, you know, high traffic area. So I wouldn't forget about it to prove her point that she loves it. She, the day that after she set it up, she let, she left it right out in the living room for everyone to hear her bouncing on that trampoline every hour of the day. So I'll put the link in the show notes because you too could love it. Um, yeah, it's going to be super fun. I, I actually like different types of cardio. I have always been somebody who tries different types of cardio and I kind of like to keep things new and fresh. And of course the recommendation came from my sister. It helps with more than just cardio um, it helps with the lymphatic system. It's easy on your knees, which is something that I need. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's a fun way to work out. It's, yes. We're just giving her a hard time, but yeah. she will like it. So yes. it's... Okay. Any other big fat fails um, as we continue to become failures? Yeah. I'm all about it now. I'm open to it. I'm open to the feelings, even though yeah. it's like, owie, owie, owie. Um, yeah. Honestly, this I'm is okay. going to be like... The episode is going to be failures part one because we fully expect to fail a hundred times over until we hit these goals. And so there will probably be an episode, another one like this, but yeah, a fail typically is what you're really afraid of is a feeling like, right. When I'm sitting here going, owie, 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 this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. I am capable of feeling 
these feelings, even though it hurts, I'm capable of feeling it. And an exercise for you, if you're somebody who's like, yeah, but I don't want to feel it really think about what does it feel like, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes like, I don't want to feel anxious. Anxiety just feels kind of tingly. It kind of feels fast. It feels a little bubbly for me sometimes. That's all it is, right? So if what you're afraid of is just a feeling, Mm -hmm. why would you ever let that stop you? Right? But we don't really think through it. We don't, we don't, have the presence or we don't pause long enough to actually think through it that all we actually might be afraid of is just a feeling that's why i take a lot of my clients through like the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. because the worst case scenario is always just a feeling and if you really think about what is that feeling oh it's this fast bubbly tingly emotion or vibration running through my body okay yeah Mm -hmm. might not feel good but you're capable of feeling it right and so Yeah. When I sit there and I go, owie, 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 it, yeah, it doesn't feel good. But at the end of the day, I'm more than capable of feeling it. And and that's like the best time to learn from whatever it is you're doing. Because if we had been, if we had converted even just a few people, I think that we would have looked at that as a, as a success and we probably would not have, Yeah. yeah, we probably would not have um, like looked further or like tried to do things on our own. And so I think that, um, we definitely, yeah, we just learn so much more when you fail. I mean, it'll feel good obviously when we, when we get there, but, um, I just think that it's honestly such a blessing that this happened. All these things happened so early on in hitting these goals because Mm -hmm. we just learned so much from last week. So, yeah. So I'm okay with becoming a failure. Yep. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I hope nobody's watching this. Because <laughs> then that can be big fat fail number four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we will be back next week. Yes. Looking forward to it. Yes. We're looking forward to a weekend of fun at Country Jam. Yep. Get to see my favorite, favorite artists. We get Chris Jansen. I'll link him in the show notes. <laughs> he is phenomenal. He has so much energy. Oh, yeah. I just love watching him up on stage. Lee Bryce, who is another mm. one of my favorites. He sings uh, Soul, which is yeah. one of my favorite songs. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Dirk Bentley. Tim McGraw. Um, uh, Lainey Wilson. I mean, mm. oh my gosh. This low is cash. Low cash. This is going to be yeah. such a fun weekend. Yeah, it is. Lots of sun. So we deserve it after last week. <laughs> <laughs> we deserve it all the time. So yeah. yeah. So I hope all of you guys have a fantastic uh, week ahead. I know you're going to be watching this on a Monday. So yeah. Um, yeah. thanks for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you soon. Yeah.